Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hello, my friend. In this episode, I have Ruby Freeman here with me. And I have to say, I'm really excited to share this episode with you because Ruby is one of the most fierce leadership coaches I have ever come across. And her message and everything that she is sharing right now is so, 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 so important, especially with everything going on in the world today. If you've been feeling that pull to lead in a more potent and powerful way and really just take off the mask, speak your truth loud and proud and make waves, then you definitely want to listen to this episode. Ruby is a certified life coach, an NLP practitioner, leadership mentor, speaker, and author of the book, Potent Leadership, which by the way, make sure you go check out her book. It is absolute fire. Ruby's helped thousands of people gain the confidence to quit performing so that they can crystallize their message and lead their movements with more integrity. And that's what it really takes to be a potent leader and to make the biggest impact possible. So I'm excited for you to dive in. Make sure that you tag me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe when you do and check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with Ruby and check out everything that she is doing after this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Ruby onto the show. Welcome, Ruby. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I cannot wait for you to dive into all of the magic you have in store for us today. It's going to be so good. Thank you for being here. Yeah, Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy we finally connected. It feels like we've been in each other's online world for a while. Mm -hmm. So this is super cool um, to actually connect with you and be able to dive deep with you on your podcast. Yeah, it has been a long time coming. I feel like I've, I don't even know how long I've been following you, but I have always loved and appreciated your, you have like this fierce, bold, like, I, I don't even know what the, the other word I'm looking for is. It's like um, this energy that just emanates to calling people forth to take action, to take massive action mm. in changing the world. So thank you for all that, that you do. Mm, thank you. Yeah. I would love to hear a little bit about your journey of like leading up to what you're doing now in helping leaders really step up and show up in a potent and powerful way. We all have our backstory, our becoming, and I would love to hear 
a little bit about what that looked like for you. Mm, I love that you call it the becoming. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so I'll give like a snapshot view because this could get really long and yeah. for all the details, just read the book. But, um, you know, I was raised in a, in a, in the Indian culture. So I'm Sikh Punjabi. And so with that, we are just a little more reserved in a lot of ways and especially women. And so I was always told from a very young age, like, this is what you're allowed to do. This is who you need to be. This is how you need to show up. Um, I was always a very uh, observant and naturally curious individual. And if I wasn't allowed to do something, I would always question my dad, like, why not? Um, And the answer was always like, because I told you so. And anytime I tried to fight back, uh, I would be shunned, I would be punished. Uh, I wouldn't gain the love and approval of my parents. And this actually expanded further than just my household. It was our entire cultural society. Like women are meant to show up in a certain way and look a certain way and be a certain way. And being very rebellious by nature, I just didn't fit in. And so I was labeled a lot of things, you know, um, the bad girl, moody girl, um, too emotional, too much. And slowly, I just started to dilute my potency. I started to hide pieces of myself because I so desperately just wanted to be loved and accepted by everyone. So at a very young age, I cultivated the habit of wearing masks and pretending to be something that I wasn't just to be loved or just to gain attention. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're doing this for so long and, and hiding pieces of you for so long, that has a real effect on your spiritual, emotional and mental well-being, which then has an effect on your physical well-being. So by the time I was in my early twenties, um, yeah, it was, I was 20 years old and I was met with a lot of days where I just couldn't even get out of bed. My body was in so much pain and I was diagnosed with clinical depression, anxiety disorder, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid Mm. arthritis. And I was put on uh, like a concoction of prescription drugs. Um, It was like five different pills that I had to take at the young age of like 20, 21. And one of them was highly addictive And of course, I became addicted to it because it was the magic pill that kept me from feeling all the depressive thoughts and the anxiety and it numbed me out. Mm. And I got really addicted to the feeling of being numbed out. Uh, Around the age of 23, I attempted suicide and I woke up and was really disappointed, but also really came face to face with a realization like, okay, here I am, I'm, I'm alive. What am I going to do with this? Mm. And all I knew was I just need to get off these pills. Like I just don't want to live like this. So I sought out holistic help to start supporting me in a different way. They helped me get off all my prescription pills. They helped me get on a healthier path. Um, at this time I was married and it was a very unhealthy marriage so once I started feeling better, I divorced and left my my husband. And you'd think at this point I would be good, but I wasn't. And I mm. went down an even darker path because I had dealt with sort of like the physical things, but I hadn't dealt with the emotional and spiritual impact that all of this had had. So it wow. kept creeping up, you know, it keeps creeping up. And the depression would come about, the anxiety attacks would come about. And I was working in nightlife 
and I just became an addict to recreational drugs and alcohol because that was just another way to numb out. Mm. I was in and out of really toxic abusive relationships surrounding myself with toxic people until finally I had, um, I, well, I was at an after hours club after working and I was super high, super drunk, fainted, hit the concrete floor head first. And wow. may I add crown chakra, like the way I felt, the way that I fell, people couldn't understand how I fell in that way, like the very top of my head. And I hit the floor so hard that the music in the club shut down. Whoa. When I came to, I could not move a finger, a toe, like I couldn't move anything. I did. I asked them, I begged them not to take me to the hospital. I was so ashamed. I didn't want my family to find out that I was an addict went home with some friends and then a few days later ended up checking myself into a hospital because I was in so much pain. Um, of course, I was diagnosed with a massive head injury, a concussion, and also post-concussion syndrome, which is when you have a concussion for longer than 48 hours. And so here I was, post-concussion syndrome, now slipping into a manic depressive state because what a concussion does is it rewires all your synapses. Oh, wow. So I was manic depressive. I couldn't string words together. Uh, my brain wasn't functioning properly. I, lights were too much. Sound was too much. And eventually they found out a few weeks, weeks later, they found out I had nerve damage in my brain. Um, so I was put on a nerve medication that was about a 10 day protocol. And I remember around day eight, that was when the pain started to really subside and the fog started to lift. And it was like, okay, I'm starting to see things more clearly. And by the end of that bottle, it was like my entire brain, like all the synapses had completely rewired. And I was like, I'm done. Like this was God literally knocking me off my feet, mm. to teach me a lesson. And I get to choose how I want to move forward. I didn't know what I wanted because at this point, like I just didn't know myself enough to have a vision, yeah. but I knew what I didn't want and I didn't want this life that I was living. So I started doing what I knew I could do to feel better, which was take control of my health, mm -hmm. you know, work out, honor my body, eat well, um, get off the drugs. And I started to then dive into personal development, which led me down the path of, of, um, you know, attending more seminars and trainings. And I just love that space. I loved yeah. how proactive it was. It's so different than therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, like therapy is great, but coaching and personal development is like, you have this goal, here's how you're going to get it. Like mm -hmm. we don't focus too much on on the past. And it was such a good feeling to to know that this exists. Like we can actually do this. Mm -hmm. And I started taking control of my life and showing up online in a really vulnerable way and sharing what I was going through. And I started hearing in my, from people in my DMs, like world renowned DJs that I had produced shows for were messaging me saying, wow, I'm going through the same thing. Thanks for sharing. Um, you know, friends and people I didn't know were reaching out. And I thought to myself, I remember thinking like, wow, all my life I've been told to not share my truth, to not mm be in my fullest expression. And here I am sharing my truth and it's actually creating real human connection, which is what I've been desiring my entire life to feel seen, to help people feel seen. And so from there on out, I was like, this is my purpose. I don't know 
what, where this is going to lead me, but this is what I need to do. Um, And so I went and became a certified life coach, became an NLP practitioner. I did all the things. I attended more trainings. I, I really just digested as much as I could, started my coaching business. And, um, you know, I started out coaching a very different niche of clients, mm-hmm. shall we say. And it led me to supporting leaders because, and I know you, you feel this. Mm-hmm. So I so resonate I got, with all of it. <laughs> when I get in, when I got into the coaching industry, um, it's like, that's a whole other online space. Like it, it it's so different than just the regular online space. Mm-hmm. And I noticed how there was like a lot of inauthenticity. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of people who were saying one thing, but were totally different when I'd meet them in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really shocking. And I was like, wait, what is going on here? Yeah. And I started seeing this more and more. And, you know, I fall into, into that trap too, of, of comparing myself to others and trying to be like everyone else. Um, but I've always reined it back into me and I've created success in my business in a very short amount of time, my own way. Mm-hmm. And so I know it's possible. And when I see other leaders giving into their own fears and insecurities when they're swapping authenticity for the numbers or, mm. or exchanging integrity for their bottom line, like that's when I'm, I, I think to myself, like you're, you're no longer a leader. Mm. And so this is why I choose to do the work that I do with leaders, because I believe that we're in a time when we need to redefine leadership and leaders today need to understand that you can feel safe being you. Yeah, This is so important. Your voice matters, your truth matters, your expression matters. And this is how you are going to actually create your movement, not by being mm-hmm. like everyone, everyone else, but by being you. Yeah. I love that. That's like literally a big piece of a big part of my message that I share too, is that also that you get to not only make a bigger impact, but you get to attract and have everything that you desire just from being you. It literally, it's the energy of magnetism mm-hmm. that you yeah. put out, the confidence, the certainty, the permission that you give others to be themselves by you being you mm-hmm. and like holding your boundaries. I absolutely love that whole, everything that you're about. <laughs> so Thank what, you. yeah. So what have you, what are some things that you've noticed Um in the people that you work with or support when it comes to really more fully embodying that, um, you know, I know imposter syndrome and all that stuff comes up, but what are some things that you see coming up and how do you support them in like really the embodiment piece of it? Yeah. So imposter syndrome is for sure part of it, comparisonitis, but all of these things I see as like symptoms of the main cause. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, I, I strongly believe that just about any limiting belief can come, we can hone it back down into self-worth. Like there's always a worthiness wound at the core of, of everything. You know, my my worthiness wound um, from there, I had all these beliefs, like I'm not good enough unless I'm like everyone else, or mm. I won't be loved unless I do what I'm told. Uh, I won't be accepted unless I be like them. Um, and so a lot of people, a lot of these, the entrepreneurial leaders that I work with, um, they're all service driven. And so they all have like a really giving heart. And I think a lot of your listeners will resonate with this. Like you really, you're in this because you really want to serve. Like you have a heart, 
you really want to give back to humanity. But then you get caught up in like overgiving or overcompensating, you know, throwing your heart on the line and then feeling like shit when no one responds mm-hmm. or no one buys your programs or no one shows up. And that's the stuff that I really work on is like you, it doesn't matter the expectation of what's going to happen. Drop that. Mm -hmm. This is about how you feel about the work that you're doing, how you feel in your presence, in your energy. It's about having the conviction in what it is that you have to offer and who it is that you're being in this world. Because Mm -hmm. when you are dropped into that full state of conviction, that's when you just like the word you said, magnetize, like that's Mm -hmm. when you become magnetic to the people who are really meant to work with you. But you need to drop that expectation. Like a lot of people are like, I want to post this and and they have this this unconscious expectation of, and then people are going to DM me and want to work with me. Or, mm. you know, there's tons of examples like that. But what if you were to just share for the sake of serving? Mm-hmm. What if you were to just show up to powerfully serve? Then what? What if you were to just show up and own your fucking gifts? Mm-hmm. Then what would happen? And I mean, like really own them. Like be able to talk about what you do with so much confidence that people are naturally curious about what it would be like to work with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that last statement is gold right there <laughs> of showing up in confidence that, to make people curious about what it's like to work with you. Mm-hmm. That is the key. And a lot of this really goes back to the healing, you know, those old stories and connecting with what it is that you want and staying focused on like what you want and in your heart. And from that space of, it's like soul driven. It's like a calling that we were came here. We've had the calling for as long as we can remember. I know I have, mm-hmm. it felt like this burning desire within me. And what it sounds like you describing this is reconnecting to that that calling and your why. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's also about, you know, I think that um, the purpose journey is the most incredible journey for inner work. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing this to build a business, then the inner work needs to be non-negotiable. That's the work that I do with clients because when you're building a business, when you're leading your movement, like your shit is going to come to the surface. You know, you're going to be mirrored a lot of your shit. And if you don't have the courage to face those things as they come up, you're going to continue to find yourself in the same place and continue to repeat the same cycles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've met a lot of leaders who have created really great success from using cookie cutter strategies and being the cookie cutter leader. But at some point they hit a wall. And they feel deeply unfulfilled doing that Mm -hmm. work because there's no freedom because you might have the external freedom. Like you can do all the things Mm -hmm. because you have all the money, but you don't feel free inside because you're performing online. Mm -hmm. You're you're trying to fit a certain expectation. Yeah, it's huge and it's rampant and it's everywhere. And I feel like we can fall into that trap so easily. You know, I've caught myself. I'm not, I'm not, um, immune from this. Like I have caught myself performing. It's so easier. Our digital world is like made to applaud the performers. Mm. 
you know, we can filter everything. We have the ability to edit everything at the top of our thumbs. Like we, it's, it's, we live in this overly edited, overly postured world. And I truly, truly in my heart believe that right now at this moment in time in humanity, we have a massive opportunity because with the awakening, there are people who are really craving a depth of authenticity and integrity that we've never felt before. Mm -hmm. It's important for them to feel like they can trust people. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if you, it's like, if you are scrolling through your feet and you know, you kind of see the same shit all the time, you're double tapping, double tapping, double tapping. And then you're like, Whoa, there's one post that makes you stop. Mm -hmm. Take a moment to observe what's in that post that actually makes you stop. And I can guarantee there's an aspect of realism in there that you weren't getting dished out in all the other posts. There's an aspect of like authenticity of, of real fucking potent truth that yeah. stands out and makes you stop because all of a sudden you're like, I can see myself in this person mm -hmm. or I feel seen. Yeah. What do you feel contributes to that storytelling or are I mean, there certain elements that stand out to you? Yeah. Storytelling is definitely uh, an asset. I always like to say, you know, storytelling is not my natural gift. <laughs> you know, some people are really great natural storytellers. Like they talk and you're captivated and you're like, oh, like this is so good. Not me. Uh, um, so storytelling is a gift. It, it really adds to it. But it's like really being able to um, share a story from an empowered place. So don't share a story where you're still in victimhood with it and you're still kind of going through some shit, like don't share then, but share from an empowered state and share with the intention to serve the person reading that post. Mm -hmm. I think the number one mistake people do when they're sharing online is they share to serve their ego. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, this is super unconscious. Like it's not like they're like, I need to share this so that I can mm. feel better about myself. Yeah. It's, it's totally unconscious. Um, but we can tell like there's a different frequency in the posts, like in the shares that are really there to serve and the shares that are there to serve the person that posted it. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you feel is like, like for, for people that, yeah. What do you feel is the, a way to shift that? Like if, like when you're posting, like to make sure that it's coming from a place of integrity of mm -hmm. uh, service and, just being open versus yeah. um, unconsciously wanting acceptance or love or whatever. Yeah. I'm pause before you hit publish number one. And then number two, just ask yourself that question. Mm -hmm. Am I sharing this to serve my ego or am I sharing this to serve my community? And if you're uncertain, then just wait, you know, sleep on it. But most of the time, like we will get hit with, oh shit, I'm actually sharing this because like I kind of need a little bit of love right now or mm. no, I'm sharing this to serve or it'll give you an insight to shift some of the writing in there so that it does mm -hmm. become of service to the reader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like now more than ever, it's it's 
like becoming a parent that more and more people need to really, really rise the F up. Mm. And I, I feel your, um, your movement and the, everything that you're doing is like really all about that, especially with everything going on on the planet, all the yeah. craziness. Yeah. Um, what I would love for you to touch on and dive into a little bit is like how to navigate that there. I know that there are people that really want to show up in a more bold and powerful way. And they're not always sure exactly what they should be sharing, you know, as far as information or how far they should go with certain things or, um, do you, I hope you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. Yeah, I do <laughs> with the current it. state of the world and the, the censorship and all the things and not wanting to hurt opposing views on things, but still standing in their potent truth. Yeah. Such an important question. And I think that there are more people, um, sitting with that question than we actually think, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot, I see a lot of leaders today kind of ranting on their platforms, like why aren't more leaders speaking up? And it's like, I honestly believe there are a lot of people that want to speak up and there are multiple reasons why they're not. I mean, mm-hmm. one, um, we have to show compassion because a lot of people have literally spent, you know, devoted years, a lot of energy, invest a lot of money into building the brands that they have. So it is a very scary place to be in our world today, knowing that you could literally wake up tomorrow and it's all gone, Mm. you know? So to just have compassion for that, like some people aren't there yet and they might not get to that place where speaking up out, um, outweighs the fear of, of being censored. So Mm -hmm. I like to use myself as an example, my number one value has been and always will be integrity. So I need to always remain in integrity with all the rest of my values, which are freedom and justice. And I always um, show up with integrity. And I believe that it's important. It's more important than losing the potential loss of my account. Mm-hmm. You know, that outweighs it for me. I cannot not say nothing. Like I, I it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate at all. Like I can't just sit by and do nothing and say nothing. I cannot do that. And I understand that there are some people who value different, like, for example, there are like a lot of parents out there who are dealing with a a whole other level of shit show, you know, with their kids being threatened to like not be able to go to school and not do things. And there are people who are employed by companies who literally like can't, show up online and say things like there's a lot of threats being thrown at a lot of people. My invitation will be and always will be to really assess what you value, to assess what is really truly meaningful to you Mm -hmm. and see if the way in which you're showing up really aligns with that. Um, because if everyone were to take the time to just reassess, let's just all reassess for a moment, what's really important, which I think has been a a big spiritual lesson for 2020 and 2021. Like a lot of people are reassessing a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, what actually brings meaning into my life? Is it the sense of freedom? Well, then I need to speak up on this. 
-hmm. Is it the safety of my kids that I need to speak up on this? Is it health? Is it body sovereignty? Like, what is it that I really value? What's really important to me? And I also look at it like this, like if I get censored, I already have a backup account. And then if that account gets censored, I'll create another backup account. Like we're seeing this happen day mm-hmm. in and day out. And the fact is we are all playing in another person's house, like social media, your audience on social media, you don't own any of that shit. Mm-hmm. You're not entitled to any of that shit. That is not your property that you are literally playing in another person's house. And the other person happens to be a corporation. Yeah. So you know, let this be a reminder, diversify, (laughs) like, don't just put all your eggs in social media. Um, Make sure that you have your, you have a way of capturing emails and texts and phone numbers. And and so that you can actually have a real genuine connection with your community, Mm -hmm. but we are playing in someone else's house under their rules, you know? Mm -hmm. So you get to decide how you want to play. I don't have a fear of being censored. Would it suck? Yes. But I can start another account, you know, like it's not the end of the day, but again, it's because I've assessed what's more important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that that's the invitation, like really just reassess what's really meaningful in your life and what's really important to you right now. And use that to drive how you're showing up. Yeah. The censorship is like ridiculous. It's intense. I literally shared something in my stories and I didn't use any of the words. The only thing I did was I post the virus emoji, you know, that green block Mm, yeah, and the word jab. And they put a big CDC sticker. Well, I'm sure they're onto the word jab now. I think so too. And I think they're also onto the sticker because I've tested that. Wow. It's just, it's intense. It's so intense. I've seen um, so many of my friends get shut down and for the most ridiculous things. But the thing I love is that they come back. Yeah. You know, like you can knock us down, you can shut us down, but we'll just keep rising. Yeah. And that's the message for all leaders today is like, this is about resilience, mm-hmm. you know? How do you handle it all as an empath? I know you're very sensitive because for me, at like, cause I'm curious, like I'll share my opinions at times. I don't go super deep into the rabbit hole because yet, I mean, I don't know how I want to exactly do that, but, or if it serves me actually, because I tend to really get like so angry and upset and frustrated. And then I feel like almost helpless. And then I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to help anyone from this state. So let me just empower them to think for themselves and empower them to remember who they are and focus on my message and mission and all of that. But I'm curious, um, how you handle that. And also I know and see that, uh, you know, eventually more and more people are going to have to speak up and out mm-hmm. um, if we want to continue having freedom and collectively shifting the paradigm on the planet. So yeah, I'm curious how you manage that and what that looks like um, or what advice you have for people who are just really highly sensitive. I mean, I don't, I guess everyone's different as well of like how they choose to engage in the energetics of it. Yeah. Such a good question. Um, I mean, I don't even care if you consider yourself an empath or not. I think we're all feeling 
something Mm -hmm. at some level. It's so intense, the collective energy. And um, it's hard not to get upset when you read something, you know, it's hard not to get upset when you see something or watch a video, listen to a podcast that's talking about what's going on or the reactions that are happening to kids. Like it's hard not to do it, not to, to feel that in, in your soul. And so for me, I mean, I'm pretty intense. Like I literally even have an email list dedicated to sharing just this type of news. Like Mm. I went all in. And so there are days when I I will spend, you know, four hours researching. It's intense. And then there on average, I'll probably do one hour a day. Um, But that's in knowing my energetic boundaries too. Like as soon as I start to feel that um, jittery energy start to enter my heart, I stop. I also take days off social media, days off my phone on a regular basis. I take regular breaks. Hmm. Um, and for example, uh, like I have, I have a, for example, I have a telegram group where that's all we talk about. Hmm. And in, you know, the old like paradigm of, of social media and how you're supposed to use it. Like you have to show up regularly and, and yeah. consistent and do all the things. I do not practice that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like I've thrown that out the window because I think that that actually um, takes away from us honoring our true needs. Mm-hmm. And so I've shifted out of that completely and I will show up when I'm ready to show up, when I have a full cup to show up. And, you know, like there's also the backlash <laughs> Uh, you share something and then you get a lot of people coming mm, your way. I didn't even um, get to that yet. <laughs> yeah. So when I first started speaking up in summer of 2020, I mean, I had friendships of 10 years, like people wow. who were friends with me for 10 years, just say the most vicious things and wow. cut me off. I've lost family members. I mean, it's been emotionally intense and really hard um, but at the same time, like I cannot not say anything mm-hmm. because I'm, I feel like it's a disservice to humanity. So when I first started speaking up and for anyone listening who really wants to step into this, but is wondering like, well, what's going to happen? Like, are a lot of people going to shame me or mm-hmm. try and cancel me? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people are going to try and shame you and cancel you and do it publicly. Um, but what's interesting is if you get to a place uh, where you can stand in full conviction of what you're sharing. So never ever share information that you have not read yourself. Like I Mm -hmm. see that a lot of people just resharing something. Have you watched the video? Did you listen to the podcast episode in full? Did you read the full article? Like really do your research before sharing information Mm -hmm. so that when people do come back at you, you can stay grounded and say, well, you know, like I, I looked this up, I researched this myself. This is where I'm coming from. I stand in full conviction of what I shared. And then the other thing is, is you're going to lose people in that period. The first little while of you sharing online in this way. Um, I lost a lot of people. Uh, I, I remember my, my numbers were kind of going like up and down and up and down, but I also don't like paying attention to numbers, but I noticed that the days that they went down and like, I mean, like losing 150 people, 200 people in a day would be the days where I really spoke up. Um, but then after a while, I feel like what happened is I lost enough of those people and I started bringing in more people who are aligned with, and not just like my view on what's going on in the world, but my values, 
you know, people who are more aligned with integrity, with justice, with freedom, mm-hmm. with health and, and body sovereignty. And so now my community continues to grow at a steady rate because my authenticity filtered out the people who weren't meant to be there. Mm-hmm. So when you start to take a stand, just know that this is what's going to happen. You're going to have people that are going to like downright hate you. Yeah. So you need to be certain that this is the stand you want to take mm-hmm. because that certainty is the armor that you're going to wear to protect yourself from all these people who are going to be out there ready to like shame you publicly. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. The certainty is what's going to ground you into like giving zero fucks basically about what anyone else says. I mean, yeah, yeah, it can hurt and sting, but ultimately it's not going to shake you because you are so grounded in your truth that it's, it's so, it's a belief, it's an identity, it's who you are. So no one can shake that. They could throw whatever they want at you and it's like, okay, really? Yeah, sure. All right, whatever. Yeah, totally. And it's again, going back to what's, what brings more meaning in your life? Is it like, do these people who are, do their comments matter more to you than what it is that you're taking a stand for? Like, that's how I look at it every day. Like when I share, God, like when it's so crazy, if I could only let you all into my DM life, (laughs) it would be, and you'd be like, how do you do this? Like when I share stories of people who have experienced injuries from the being part of this experiment, the, the comments that I'll get, you know, people saying that it's fake or like, how do you share fake news? And this person probably had some pre-existing, whatever, like all this stuff. And to me, when they name call, when they accuse me of, of, of being a certain something, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Because to me, what's more important is getting this news out because this is yeah. the shit that's being censored and people need to see it. Yeah. And that's like another thing, like if it's, it's being censored so much, how are people even finding it? Is it like the groups on Telegram and stuff? Honestly, like I, the like, reason like, why some days it's like four hours is because it's like, you go down this and then you go down this and then you go down this and then it leads you to this thing. And here it is. Here's that piece of information you've been looking for. So a lot of times it's stuff that I find on telegram i subscribe um to certain people like dr Merkela is a great person to subscribe to he shares real news in his email lists um and you can't censor that for now mm-hmm. um so just knowing who to follow so i also cleaned out my entire um like who i follow i cleaned that out mm-hmm. um again just to like we need to Uh, just touching back on that piece about like, how do you manage it all? Mm -hmm. You need to take ownership of your energetic space and your social media space is your energetic space. And even Mm -hmm. if your phone is in your pocket, it's still taking up energetic space. And so if there are people in your feed who, when you look at their accounts or look at their posts, you feel some sort of like, Ooh, like that doesn't feel good. Like just unfollow, just, Mm -hmm. just clean out your space. And, and you get to do that and take ownership of the space that you are managing on your phone. Um, I think that's really important for people to understand because um, it's like the frequency that comes from the social media platforms. They don't stop when you just close the app. It's like we can constantly think about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so we need to clean that out. But yeah, the information that I get is 
through just sources that I, I follow um, and then follow their trails to follow other trails, whether it's through email list or telegram or signal or, um, or just using DuckDuckGo instead of Google. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're the new news people. <laughs> I mean, someone's gotta be, that's the thing, right? It's like, I am, I am a, I take a stand for freedom and that means freedom in all ways. And so mm-hmm. I am a big fan of freedom, freedom of speech. And I, I've even been chastised for saying that, like, how can you be a fan for freedom of speech? So anyone's allowed to say anything. It's like, yeah, yeah. Because I believe that we as human beings, as individuals need to work on our own shit to get into a place of true mind, body sovereignty so that when we hear shit, we don't get pulled into it, you know? Um, But it's just crazy. The stuff that they're censoring and I know it's a one-sided narrative. They literally took the supplement and NAC. I know I got a, I got several bottles before they took it off the market. Oh, there's, there's more people coming out and making it. So, (laughs) and selling it on their websites. Um, But yeah, it's crazy. And so for me, it's like, I value, I value integrity, justice, freedom, truth, and all of these are being triggered right now. And I need to speak up. And I think that it's a great injustice to humanity when we're only seeing half truths. Like we're only seeing part of the story. We're not seeing the full story Mm -hmm. because people are ripping out part of that story and they're ripping out the part that we that they don't want us to see and people need to see that. Um, so I will continue to speak up while continuing to honor my needs. And I'll, I'll fully admit like there are days and even weeks where I'm just like curled up in a ball crying because mm-hmm. everything feels so intense and it sucks. And that was me earlier today. I literally oh lost it. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't even function right now. Yeah. And it's so important to just honor that, you know, because as leaders, like you can't show up in that space, like forget the whole myth about like show up all the time, forget that show up for you first. Mm-hmm. And then you show up and serve because you cannot serve from that place. And often the ones who are really feeling this the most, I believe the ones who are feeling into like the collective grief, you know, for example, like I'm experiencing my own level of grief um, with just like endings of relationships and, and family members. And I'm also feeling the collective grief. And I think that when we're feeling this, it can feel like almost like a punishment, like it sucks, Mm. but it's also such a gift. So perspective helps. Like, how are you looking at what you're feeling? If I know that I'm feeling into the collective grief, I can look at that and be like, great, this is my way to have a pulse check on what's happening with humanity. And now I can speak to this more and I'll use that to speak to then the collective grief and, and share more about that. Um, so there's such a gift that comes with all that we are feeling. It's just the perspective that we take on it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. The way that you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's easy for us. Like I'll speak for myself. I know like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, why am I feeling all this? Like, I just don't want to feel all this stuff. I I feel the same. (laughs) And, and so to have that perspective of like, oh great. This is like, this is such a gift. We get to actually be able to tap into the pulse of humanity. 
Mm. which means we are equipped to actually speak to the heart and the soul of humanity. Mm. That is such a fucking potent gift. Wow. That's a really, really powerful way of you that you just said that. Yeah. I think you should make a snippet out of that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. Tapping into the pulse of humanity. So in doing that, you can actually speak to the heart of humanity. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like earlier I was feeling so angry. Like I wanted to, I was texting one of my friends and I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I feel so angry. She's like, what do you want to do with the anger? I'm like, I almost, I want to like go out on the street and fucking scream. Uh (laughs) Like, she was like, you should do it. But I didn't do that. But like, it was just like this the energy is just energy moving through and like Mm -hmm. needing to be expressed in some way. Ended up coming out in tears. (laughs) Right. But then you can, how do you, exactly. So how do you want to express that? Is standing in the street and screaming, sure, that's one way. You can also (laughs) go to a smash room. That's another way. You can go to a kickboxing class. That's another way. We could hit the gym and hit some, Mm -hmm. you know, weights and do it that way. You can also take that and channel it into something creative that will really speak to everyone who's actually feeling this too, because it's not just your anger. You're tapping into something. Mm. That's a really powerful way to put it, channeling it into something to support people. Yeah. And that's something that else that you help your people do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think it's um, important to understand that creativity doesn't always come from like this joyful, happy, blissful state creativity can be channeled through every single emotion that we have. And Mm -hmm. it's through the depth of our emotions that we find the depth of our creativity. So people you'll, you'll notice, like I notice through with the people that I work with, if they are the type who hasn't really, they don't let themselves feel the fullest expression of what they're feeling. Like if they're sad, they'll cap it at a certain amount of sadness, or if they're angry, they'll cap it or they won't feel anger at all. Those are the people that are usually tapped out with creative energy because they're not allowing themselves to tap into the fullest expression of their emotional states, which really unlocks different vibrations of your creative energy. You know, I've written some of my best stuff in like angry states in full states of grief. Um, And that's when people can really, uh, they have like a visceral reaction to what it is that you're sharing because you're sharing from this really heart centered place. Mm -hmm. Now, not everything that you write might go into the public, meaning sometimes we channel our anger and it's really just a way for us to express the anger for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can take that piece when you're in a different state and shift it into something that's of service to your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that many times. And there have been times, a couple times when I shared in the space mm-hmm. and it was really scary to do yeah but it was an edge for me to actually show a different layer of authenticity because i like a lot of like how you said you put on a mask a lot or you used to i mean mm-hmm. growing up or whatever i feel a lot of people a lot of leaders are in the online space also have these masks that they think they need to have because of whatever like they there's this like underlying feeling of, oh, I need to have it all together because Mm -hmm. I'm the person who's helping everyone with this. And then it's like this whole other mind fuckery. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, when I shared in the space, 
it was like a new layer of like, this is me. I'm human. I'm going really through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's almost like the way that I look at that is that is a form of, of serving yourself, but in a really beautiful way, like here is an edge that you've never met and you're going to meet that edge and you're going to show up for that fucking edge. And in doing so, and in making that a public statement, it's almost like, (laughs) I like to gamify everything. So Mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, you just completed this level and now you're on to the next level. And often we'll be faced with those edges too. And and we we have so many edges when it comes to our voice Mm. and our truth. And, you know, people, it's like people have these false expectations of, oh, I'm, I'm just going to like start showing up and, and being real. And it's like, that's not how it works because mm. I think that we also don't fully understand uh, the capacity that we have, that we hold in our voices and the fullness that is in our expressions. Like we don't really understand that because we've never like met those edges. And as you know, when you meet one edge, another one appears. And so it's this lifelong journey of unraveling yourself and diving deeper and deeper into your potency. And I strongly believe that this is a journey that you'll be on until the day that you die, because Mm -hmm. every day there's something new to uncover, just like every day that you live is an opportunity for you to take on a new trauma or a new wound which means every day is also an opportunity to heal something new and uncover something new about yourself. Mm-hmm. So the more that you start to flex those muscles of like showing up online, I mean, you can literally go back. I mean, part of me doesn't want to say this, but I'll just say it. you can literally go back on my YouTube channel and go to like my first videos and you're not going to recognize like, who- Oh my God, I've done the same for me. I'm like, what? It's crazy. Um, but that first video, right? That was me meeting an edge. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it too, you're like, wait, what's going on here? Ruby's got the dial dimmed all the way down, but that was me meeting an edge. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like I became this way overnight. It was a, a process of, of being really devoted to my inner work, of, of devoted to rediscovering who I am and, and discovering these parts of myself and sharing that with the world. And in doing so, I discover something new and another new thing and another new thing. And so it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful journey that we get to be on mm-hmm. and we get to share this um, in our leadership and in the work that we do. Yeah. And I know you just had your book come out yes. all on this topic. Can you share more about that? Cause of course, um, everyone listening, you guys need to totally check it out. Yes. Thank you. Um, my book was just birthed into the world. It's called Potent Leadership, Drop the Mask, Ignite the Real You and Reclaim the Leader Within. And really the book is a journey. It's a three-part journey. And in part one, it takes you on a journey of really, um, well, let me just tell you, part one is called Fake as Fuck. Mm-hmm. And in, I really start in a confronting way because I believe that we cannot change what we don't confront. And so part one is really about confronting all the ways in which you're showing up fake as fuck. And even for those of you listening, thinking to yourself, well, I'm not fake. I challenge that. Like read the fucking book. I challenge (laughs) you. Um, 
And it's important to have humility in this because we are all fake in some way, shape or form. Like we all are, we've been trained to be, we've been programmed to be. And then the devices that we use also um, reward people for being fake. Mm -hmm. So it's important to understand that. And in part two of the book, that takes you on a journey of really uncovering who it is that you be, like who you be beneath the masks, beneath the facades, beneath the programming that you've been projected to your entire life. And then part three is really about your potency and understanding what that is and how to channel that into the work that you're here to do. Mm. Beautiful. I'm so excited to check it out. And so it's available on Amazon, on all the places. It's available on Amazon in all the countries. You can just look up Potent Leadership on Amazon. You can also go to potentleadership.com and check it out there. Awesome. I'm so, I'm super excited to check it out and to support you. I know this has like been a, a big thing that you've been wanting to bring into the physical. Yeah. And it's so cool to see that it's here. I know it doesn't feel real. Um, and it also feels super real because I'm literally getting people sending me screenshots of like reading it on Kindle and sending me DMS and I'm like, mm. I, I don't even know what to feel right now. It's crazy. Um, but it's, you know, I never, I didn't know that this was going to be the book. Uh, I didn't know that this is what it would end up being, but this is what came through and it feels so fucking aligned with my soul, with everything. And if, and it really feels like my legacy work and what I'm here to do. And I am confident that this is really going to support a lot of people and, especially today, because this work is so relevant to what's happening in today's world. And I know mm. a lot of people are really craving to cultivate that confidence from within to really create a, a healthy, loving relationship with self to really show up in potent ways for themselves, for the work that they're here to do for their movements. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm excited and nervous as people start to actually read the book. <laughs> mm, congratulations. Nervous is the same, same as excited anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything today and for diving deep into really important things that people need to hear and know in order to really show up in a bigger way. It's so needed, these reminders and I'm so excited that we connected and got to drop in more in this episode. And thank you so much. Where can people find you and all the things? Yeah. Um, so you can find me online on all social platforms at I am Ruby. However, I don't frequent all social platforms. So if you want to talk to me, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. And um, if you are interested in learning more about me and my work, you can go to rubyframon.com. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to connect with you. If you listen to this episode, like make sure you send me a DM and let me know and share your favorite insight that you got from this episode with Stephanie. I'd love to hear from you. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in until next time. Have a magical day. Mm-hmm.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.